Big thanks to our title sponsor, Blooming Smiles Pediatric Dentistry. Dr. Arpita Patel has a beautiful, modern, and upscale pediatric dental office in Charlotte, North Carolina. She and her experienced staff treat children of all ages and special needs patients. They create a comfortable, stress-free, and memorable dental experience for both the child and parent, starting with earning your child's trust and always catering to their individual needs. They're proud to offer the Waterlays Plus laser system they call Princess Poppy. It's an alternative method, which means no injections, shots, or drills. They genuinely share kindness, patience, compassion, and fun. Who you calling crazy? Welcome to Who You Calling Crazy. This is a unique mental health podcast. We are erasing the stigma and elevating and normalizing dialogue around mental health. Of course, we'll be sharing practical therapy tips, but most importantly, we'll be diving into the stories and vulnerability of people you know or want to know. I'm your host, Juliette Kuhnley. I am Mia Atkins. I'm one of the hosts of Charlotte Today on WCNC. I just moved to Charlotte very recently from Colorado Springs, and I grew up in uh, suburbs of Chicago. It's where I'm originally from. Uh, I have a wonderful fiance that I'm planning to marry next year and three rescue dogs because I have no self-control when it comes to animals. So I keep adopting more, um, but I'm just really excited to be starting up my new life. I love it. So you lived in lots of different like cultures around the country. Mm-hmm. I've lived Carolina. in Arizona too. So okay. I've been all over the place. Okay. And are your pups here? I know they were still in Colorado for a while. They are not here yet. They'll be mm-hmm. moving here um, at the end of May. So I'll finally have my babies very soon. But until then, I just have to live through FaceTime to see them. Oh, I know you can't wait. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And let's just kick it off and just wherever you want to start, whatever you're willing to share about your own mental health journey. Yeah. I mean, personally for me, and I think a lot of people Um, talking about mental health is something that I was embarrassed about for a long time. Um, I've dealt with anxiety, um, pretty much my whole life. Um, but I would always deny it or just play it off as, you know, I'm just really stressed right now. I I, I don't need to go to therapy. I don't need to do anything about this because it's fine. Like I'm not one of those people. And because there's such a stigma around talking about mental health and, you know, mental illness. And I think that, you know, I finally just this past year um, decided that, no, I can feel better. I don't have to just live in this and just suffer through it all. Um, And so I finally started seeing a therapist for the first time ever late last year. Awesome. And when I tell you, it was the best thing that I've ever done for myself. I mean, there were so many things that I didn't even realize I was struggling with so deeply um, because of this anxiety that I have always dealt with. And um, now I just feel like I can tackle things better. I have you know, going to therapy is something that really helps me work through my inner struggles. And instead of, you know, instead of just taking Mm -hmm. it on as it comes, I can actually work through it. Um, And honestly, I just, I feel like I can handle everything that life comes at me with this big move that I just made and all these transitions. I feel like I'm handling it a lot better because I do have that way to get through it. Yeah. I mean, what do you think finally gave you the nudge? to feel like, you know what, I don't have to walk through this alone and it's okay to name it. 
Yeah. I, it was, I just felt stuck yeah. honestly. And so anxiety has always been something that I've dealt with. I've never really had issues with depression until last year. And once I started to have those feelings alongside of it, I was like, mm-hmm. no, like this isn't, I don't want to live like this. I'm a very independent, outgoing kind of person. And all I wanted to do is lay in bed all day. All I wanted to do was be by myself. I couldn't cook myself dinner. I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And at that point I was like, this is not the life I want to live. And I can't personally figure out how to get out of it myself. Nobody, I don't want to put that kind of pressure on anyone else. And I was like, I know that I've thought about going to therapy, but thought there was something, you know, that I was, you know, falling Mm -hmm. apart and, you know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, you know, okay. If I went to therapy, um, finally Mm -hmm. was like, you know what? I'm not okay. But now that I do feel okay, it's like, you know, I can be okay and still go to therapy. It's, it's, Therapy is cool, man. Like yes, I love it. <laughs> yes. And that's a huge point because oftentimes people think it, it's only for crises moments. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? No, you can still be high functioning, doing all the things you need to do or what we call just maintenance. Right. And, and like you said, I think some t- sometimes people are overwhelmed though by something you mentioned about how it can uncover these inner struggles or something. Yeah. And it's sort of like, well, I don't really want to go there. Do I have to go there? <laughs> but that you have found value in kind of tackling and teasing out some of that. Sounds Yeah. Like. And honestly, I mean, it did for me, take me hitting a point, you know, of crisis and needing to work through it. But now I look back and I'm like, mm-hmm. why didn't I start going sooner? Like I wouldn't have hit that point. Better late than never. Yes, exactly. And so now anytime I talk to people who are considering therapy, I'm like, do it before you hit that point, because then you'll you won't make it there because you'll be able to talk through it before you hit that. So I love that. I love that. And then so being in your profession, I mean, you're on a lot, right? That just on, I got to be on um, literally on screen, but also just, you know, personality wise, I guess, just kind of having to show up and be present in a way that some of us don't necessarily have to be in certain professions. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure that, I mean, just talk to me about those pressures too, how that has kind of fit in with this. Well, that's something else as I've kind of been going through this journey that I realized was affecting me pretty deeply. And, you know, now I'm working through it and I feel better, but I was noticing, I mean, I had to get um, hip surgery not too long ago. And I went through a lot before I got that surgery, MRIs, injections, all this stuff. And I kept noticing, well, the moment was I was coming out of the MRI machine and I was smiling and being outgoing and talking. And they were like, man, you're really happy to be getting an MRI. (laughs) And I was like, uh, no, I'm not. And then I realized in that moment how much I don't let myself check out of work mode. I'm always carrying this feeling of needing to be up and always there all the time. And I was like, that's why I'm so mentally drained, exhausted. Yes. Exhausted. I was like, why am I tired all the time? Why am I going home to my fiance who I want to be the most present with? And I have no capability to be present and happy with him because I'm so drained from putting forth my highest point of myself to moments that I don't need to. Right. It's just, I mean, yeah, this, this profession, as much as it's my passion and as much as I love it, it's, it's hard to break yourself from that 
needing to be so, so energized. (laughs) I could see that people have these expectations. Like they know you because they know the on-air persona. And so I could see that, that pressure of that's who you got to be everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. That is a hilarious moment though of like, no, you know what? This MRI is not awesome. (laughs) I was like, why am I so excited? My legs are tied together. I'm in this loud, scary machine. Like, no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love that's a turning point. Turning point for sure. I've had probably about a million turning points in my life of just realizing, Hey, nope, that's not the life I want to be living. Let's move forward here. Oh, nope. All right. Again, I'm living a life. I don't want to live. Let's change. And it's about those catching it and Mm -hmm. seeing what they are as turning points or, or can I be intentional now going forward and and shift from whatever did not serve me around this situation or something? Right. I, I, yeah, I've had so many moments where I, I realized that the life I'm living is not serving me in the best way possible. And I try to alter how I'm living. Yeah. So you give yourself like, like there must be this freedom that you do have to, to live different places. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, so what is, is that from, you know, your upbringing, have you always been a person that's willing to take on new opportunities? Um, so I have always been a very independent and adventurous woman. And that, I mean, that started for me all the way back when I graduated high school. Um, and I lived in Illinois, but I said, you know what? I need a new adventure. I need to be on my own. So I moved all the way to Arizona and went to school there. And while I was in school there, I also said, you know what? I need another adventure. So I decided to add a minor in Spanish and study abroad in Spain for a summer. Um, But I didn't know anyone on my trip. Um, I just went by myself, (laughs) said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. And then I took that even further and said, I want to go to Italy, but I'm going to go by myself. So I went completely alone to Italy, went and did that. um, And then, you know, moved to Colorado and now moving to Charlotte. I mean, I have kind of gone all over and I have had no problem doing it by myself. I mean, I'm engaged now to my fiance, but he can't come here for another six months. And so I said, that's fine. I've been on adventures by myself before. I can do it again. Right. I mean, that is a sense of confidence and resil- and belief in your own resiliency too, that mm-hmm. you can adjust and find people and like be okay. I really admire that. Yeah. I mean, that's something I pride myself in is just being able to adjust and, and you know, make a life for myself that I want to live, even if that means I'm doing it independently or taking risks. Sure. I'm always willing to do it to go on a new adventure. Sure. And then, I mean, to segue, kind of, you mentioned your fiance. I mean, he's, tell us about who he is. And then obviously, because that's, he's uh, away from you for a while and obviously also has his own high pressure lifestyle. I would love Mm -hmm. to kind of talk about how you guys find balance and connection in that. Yeah. And honestly, that's, that's really hard for us because yeah, my fiance is a two-time Olympic gymnast and planning to go to the Olympics again this summer. And, you know, that's been really great, but also challenging for us in a relationship because our whole lives have had to revolve around that. And then making this transition where now, you know, we're moving across the country for my job now. And it's like, it's a foreign feeling because 
it's always in, in, you know, revolved around his gymnastics career and that's so high pressure. And so, you know, it's hard to find a balance, but actually on, on the topic of, of therapy, we decided, why don't we try a couples therapy? Perfect. And so we started doing that together and it's honestly been one of the best things for our relationship, especially with this, you know, with this move, we started it before that because, you know, we got engaged and we were like, you know, let's, really solidify this. And our therapist is always like, you guys are just the best clients I've had. Like you're so solid with each other so that it's like, you know, the challenges that do come to us, you know, we have a really strong foundation. And so I think that really helps us too. Yeah. And I think that's awesome that you guys chose to do it before marriage too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just, that's great timing. And yeah, I mean, you guys have been together for how many years? Uh, About four and a half now. Yeah. So you've, you've lived through this high pressure lifestyle of an elite athlete. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, however many hours a day and a lot. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Right. Like more than 24. Um, <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing right now is that, um, with doing long distance, his training schedule doesn't allow for him to travel at all. And so all of that pressure goes on to me because if I don't travel to see him, we don't see each other. And so that's a whole added level because I'm starting a new life and have, you know, that added on to it, but you know, it's what has to happen. And we're making sacrifices and compromises to make everything come together the way it's supposed to. Those were the exact words I was going to use. And that's what we do. And we're in a partnership and a healthy mm-hmm. partnership. You recognize what your needs are, what the other's needs are. And then you figure out a way to get them both met in an as appropriate way as possible. And it's exactly. hard though, when you've got maybe your own, and this is speaking for any couple or partnership where you have your own experience with mental health and your own coping skills, and then maybe your partner's is different. And so, right. <laughs> um, we are complete opposites when okay. it comes to conflict, which I think probably ended up has ended up being our biggest challenge as a couple because he is very non-confrontational. He likes everything to be perfect all the time and doesn't want to ever bring up any conflict. Me, on the other hand, I'm a talker. I like to I'm I'm very upfront and you know. Let's talk it out. Yeah. yeah, I like to talk about my feelings as soon as they pop into my head. And so that is a challenge for us trying to find the balance of not compromising who we are, but finding a way to blend who we are together to be able to communicate effectively with each other so that we can be a strong couple. Okay. So will you get to travel to the Olympics? Um, they are not letting any spectators go to the Olympics this summer. So, and I met him right after, uh, the last Olympics. So, um, I will not get to, uh, ever see him compete at the Olympics, which is a bummer. Yeah. He's doing another competition right after the Olympics in Tokyo, um, world championships. And I believe I'll be able to go to that one and that'll be his last competition he ever does. So I think that one, as big as the Olympics are, that one has more meaning to it anyways. So, um, I'm thankful that, you know, hopefully all goes well, I'll be able to at least support him there. Right. Right. And then you'll be dealing with that transition of, um, identity shift, Um, yes, that's, that's a big one. I mean, we're, we just ended up having to postpone our wedding that we thought we were going to have this year because, you know, 
life happens and we weren't expecting to move across the country. We weren't expecting to buy a house. You know, Mm -hmm. we thought, you know, the Olympic him retiring from gymnastics was going to be the big change for the year. And then all of this happened. And we're so grateful for it because, um, you know, it's just such an amazing thing that happened, me getting this job out here and, and having that life shift. But, um, you know, it's just a lot in one year and to make all those adjustments at once. Yes. It piles on. (laughs) And I tell clients that all the time, even positive stress is stress. Mm-hmm. And so you still have your body still, you know, sometimes our bodies can't tell the difference. And, and so you and still have to manage that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think what I've been realizing, because I have been struggling with the fact that I'm like, why is my anxiety so bad right now when all of these amazing life changes are happening to me? And you're right. You know, positive stress is still, mm-hmm. it still causes those feelings. And so I've been trying to give myself some grace and be like, it's okay that you don't feel mentally your best right now, because just because all these good things are happening doesn't mean that it's not overwhelming to have all of these things happening at once. Yes. Good. Giving yourself grace is a Mm -hmm. very good skill to practice and a lot easier (laughs) said than done sometimes. What is your go-to self-care, especially now being in a new city? Um, I always love to take a bath, mm-hmm. have a really good scented um, bath bomb and just lay back and enjoy that. Um, mm-hmm. Also just setting a good, I don't know, creating a good setting for me. Like for some reason, I really like to have like the most amazing food and watch a good show at the same time. Like that gives me so much bliss for some reason i just feel so at peace when i'm like watching something that makes me happy and eating food that makes me happy and when i do both of those at the same time it's like yes yes you can exhale like okay this is me time i'm not thinking about anything else so yes two things i I usually will try and do one of those two because it just helps me disconnect well it sounds like you're big on the sensory experience which i mean most people are so you know using your sense of smell and taste and, you know, all that stuff, it really can be so grounding. Mm -hmm. And we, we so often just flip through our lives and flip through the day. And so those things really can kind of just give you pause, which is probably why it helps feel like, (sighs) yep, it really is. I mean, just having the warmth of, of a bath around me and listening to good music or just watching a show and eating good food. It's just like, I focus on that feeling and what I'm tasting or what I'm you know, hearing and it's just like, okay, I'm going to focus on that. Yeah. That's my (laughs) self-care. Good mindfulness. Yes. Uh, Any moments or experiences you've had where you wish you could have just frozen time? I've had a lot of those, honestly, Mm. and most of them revolve around my travels that I have done. Um, I think back to when I did go to Italy by myself, that that was probably one of the biggest turning point, life-changing times of my life because every time that I go down, you know, a path of not feeling my best self, I, um, I, I try to find myself again. And that's what I found in Italy. And I just remember standing, I went to this Island, went and rode a ski lift to the top of this Island and just stood up there completely independent by myself. And I was like, I want to feel like this forever. Mm. I don't ever want to not feel like this version of myself. So anytime 
I'm trying to, you know, bring myself back to who I am. I think of how I felt on that trip. And I'm like, that's you. That's the most authentic version of you. Freeze that in your mind and go back to that. I love that. Yeah. And again, with you bringing in the senses, if you marked that at that time, then that means that you can pull that up. You can pull up the sights, the sounds, the smells, whatever, and you can really take yourself back there. And people don't realize that that is also a skill you can practice. And that's why imagery is so powerful. So I love that you pull on that. Yeah, that's pretty much the... That and just the image of sunflowers. I have a tattoo of a sunflower on my wrist. This is actually what I call my anxiety tattoo. And I use this to kind of ground myself and look at it because yes, exactly. There's mine. (laughs) Yep. So I use it whenever I'm feeling overwhelmed. I just look at it and it kind of, I'm like, okay, just look at it. Count the flowers, count the petals, count, you know, whatever. And just focus on that. I love that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So much good grounding and not just ignoring it. You know, it's a visual reminder that, but you still have to be like conscious to pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, I mean, you've already, we've already talked about so much travel, but if you could go anywhere with anyone to watch a sunrise or sunset, where would you go and with whom? Um, I would probably go with my fiance and my three Uh dogs um, all three dogs. This is a perfect world scenario. Let's so take everybody. when I think of it, I'm like, okay, my dogs would be calm enough to be able to go <laughs> and watch a sunset. But honestly, when I really think about it, I would just want to be anywhere with them. It wouldn't matter where it was or anything. That's my family. And I would just want to be with them somewhere that we can just enjoy the beautiful scenery. Love it. So maybe that will be Charlotte in a few months. Yeah, maybe <laughs> I will. I was going to say on our front porch here at our home, but Sam hasn't been here to the home yet. So I can't say that this is his true home yet. But I think that for me, I already feel at home here in Charlotte and in my house. And so if I could have them here six months earlier than they're supposed to be yes. sitting on the front porch and watching the sunset, that would be a dream. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, you can fantasize about that then. That yes, would be great. Exactly. It'll get you through these next six months. It will. It will. <laughs> and then one day it'll be real. <laughs> That's right. Do you have, um, this is the last question, just go to uh, people or mantras, quotes, anything like that, that just, that really resonates with you? Um, I mean, honestly, my, my mom is, mm. <laughs> is the, my go-to person. She always has been um, mm. just my grounding person and the one that she is, I don't know how she does it, but anytime I ask for advice, she always has the perfect thing to do or the perfect thing to say. And I mean, she has gone through a lot in her life, having me, you know, when she had just turned 21 and then having to raise a daughter on her own, you know, as a single mother, um, while she was trying to go through med school and all of those things. And so, Um, and now she's a VP of a medical sales company, um, just bought herself a Range Rover and all, you know, she's living her best life. And honestly, that wasn't how it was for her all the time. And so whenever I'm going through hard times, I always turn to her because I know she went through it. She made herself and she did it all herself. So, um, Mm. I always can count on her. Yeah. What a compliment to have your grown child. (laughs) <laughs> Look back and recognize all of that 
in your parenting. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's, I think that's what as moms, that's what we all hope for. So that's what, that's she's really my great. best friend in the world. She's actually my matron of honor in my wedding. That, oh my God. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I really look up to her and think so highly of her. So I take her advice very close to my heart. That is beautiful. Anything else you'd add just this conversation of mental health and erasing the stigma? Yeah. I mean, I would always just say, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Um, You know, you don't have to hit your breaking point to be able to reach out and just talk through some things because it could be the most beneficial thing you could do. You may not realize you have all these things going on until you talk to someone about it. So I think it's just really important to do that. I tell every friend that ever considers it best thing you could do for yourself. I love that. Thank you, Mia. I so appreciate you joining me. (laughs) Of course. Mia and I talked about the effects of positive stress and negative stress. We call in psychology positive stress, you stress and negative stress, distress. The thing is, is that the body responds to either stress in physiological ways and can't necessarily tell the difference between positive and negative. Your body releases hormones that prepare it for the fight or flight response regardless. And so this is why this this idea of still needing to cope and learn how to soothe and sort of come down after uh, a physiological response to stress, even when it is positive, is so necessary. And so we know that over time, you know, chronic exposure to stress, again, whether it's positive or negative, can have a really detrimental effect. So similar to coping skills for dealing with negative stress, you just want to make sure that you're giving yourself the chance to complete a stress cycle, even when it's positive, and to allow your system to soothe and do things like deep breathing that bring the parasympathetic or the rest and digest system online to counter that fight or flight. It's really important. The other thing that we talked about was uh, the use of imagery and guided imagery as a coping skill. And I often teach this to clients as a way to really use your senses, particularly in your visualization techniques to help your body enter a more relaxed or calmed state. So you can practice just closing your eyes and imagining the sights and sounds of a place, even the smells or the feel of a place, and really tapping into a full robust picture an image that brings a sense of whatever it is that you're looking for, security, safety, confidence, resilience, uh, courage, connection, whatever it is. And this could be something that you really have experienced or just um, something in your mind's eye that that would be ideal that, that brings up these feelings. And use as much as you can, as much detail as you can to conjure up, again, all of these sensorial experiences and know that you can get yourself there over time by practicing this. You can get yourself there by closing your eyes, taking a deep breath, really sort of settling into that experience and allow yourself to 
recognize that you can stay in this scene for as long as you like, uh, that you can bring it up whenever you want. And if you need help with this along the way, there are lots of guided imageries online that can kind of walk you through an experience like this. I've had clients that have a picture of whatever the place might be that they'd carry with them. And just looking at it um, brings some of that grounding that we're sometimes looking for. So try it out and just think for a second right now about where a place is that you've either been to or would love to go, or maybe it's just completely made up, but it brings a sense of relaxation and calm to you. And just take a minute again to tap into all of those senses and, and, and think in your mind's eye about what it looks, feels, smells, sounds like, and just breathe into that for a few breath cycles And use that throughout this week if you feel your stress response, positive or negative, kicking in. Thanks for joining us. So who you calling crazy? I think you mean human. We're removing the stigma, y'all. Say it loud and proud. Yep, I go to therapy. Again, huge thank you to our sponsor, Blooming Smiles Pediatric Dentistry. Just check out the Google reviews for Dr. Arpita Patel to see how great she is with kids. They truly offer a holistic approach to ensure for every patient the well-being of mind, body, and spirit.